ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, devotional service, family members, my beloved. This uh, is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 603 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version without comment each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 14 verses 31 through 35. Shall we pray together? And may I encourage you to pray for yourselves. If you are a born-again child of God, pray. Pray for yourself and pray for others. If you're not a born-again child of God, you're not going to have a hunger or an appetite for prayer or for the Word. So you need to get born again. You need to get saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you have never believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, that's what Easter is all about. He was buried. He went through hell and went to hell for you and paid, he paid your sin debt. And he rose from the dead on the third day by the power of Almighty God. And your salvation is a free gift.
And when someone is giving you a free gift, you just take it, receive it gladly, and uh, be thankful for it. All of us have, for the most part, difficulties in receiving uh, free gifts. Some of it is a part of our prideful nature. We want to do something to earn it ourselves. And uh, at certain times in life, that's a, that's a pretty good thing to have that mentality. However, when it comes down to the free gift of salvation that you cannot earn, you cannot pay for, you cannot buy, you need to hum humble yourself and simply believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive the free gift of salvation by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. So if you're ready to believe right now in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, went through hell, and went to hell for you, and rose on the third day by the power of God so that you would not have to go through hell or to hell when you die. Believe in him and he will save your soul. Pray and ask him to save you. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer. In what is called the sinner's prayer, <clears throat> repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, for I have broken your Ten Commandments, such as lying stealing, lusting in my heart, coveting in my heart, dishonoring and disobeying my parents, and dishonoring you by taking your holy name in vain. <clears throat> For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults, as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, who bled, and who died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins.
as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and turn from my wicked ways and follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you prayed that simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer, and you meant it, may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. To help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And so you just believed in Jesus Christ. He is the doorway to heaven. And so therefore, you're on your way to heaven. And uh, if you uh, do not mind, please email us and let us know that you got saved today. So that we can rejoice with you and uh, send you some free materials to help you. To grow in the faith uh, and uh, become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be. At this time we're going to resume our standing between the living and the dead. I believe this is the 798th Standing Between the Living and the Dead devotional service, uh, if not the 99th, 799. So Lord willing, we'll be crossing over the 800 mark here shortly. And so I thank the Lord for all of you who have been with us for all of the services or uh, most of the services. And we're going to resume that service right now with prayer before we read the Word of God. Now that you're saved, you can pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, to our Heavenly Father God, and uh, because of Jesus' name, you can expect to get your prayers answered. Let's pray together. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, on this Saturday night, I praise you and I thank you tonight for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you tonight for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years and even today. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you even for people who uh, should be doing this for themselves but are not. For salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I pray <coughs> in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for those of us who are saved and who are believers in you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have continued mercy and grace upon us as we stand before your throne of grace. Please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us and fill us, Lord, afresh and new with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. And control us by the power and the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit tonight. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Lord, we pray even tonight that you would deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And Holy Father God, grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your fruit and your liberty, and the power and the freedom of your Holy Spirit to pray, to read your Holy Word, to understand your Holy Word, to comprehend your Holy Word, to obey your Holy Word and to apply it to our lives and to teach it and preach it and to preach your Holy Gospel. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that, uh, Lord, you would uh, indeed uh, help us all who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves and to pray 
and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory and holy father god i pray tonight for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved for the healing of the sick and for the comfort of the grieving around the world in this country in our communities in our churches in our families and in our lives for those of us lord who are saved i do pray tonight that you lift all of our burdens cares worries and anxieties troubles problems and fears from our hearts our minds souls and spirits and fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and holy tranquility of mind and heart. And holy Father God, we pray that, Lord, you would help us to truly confess our sins and repent for those of us who name the name of Christ and to do right by you and to be committed to you and to obey you. And we pray tonight that you deliver us from all of our uh, distresses and afflictions and deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight also that you deliver us who are saved from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, uh, student loan debt, student progress problems. Lord, for uh, all of the young people especially, that they will not carry have to carry that burden, uh, particularly in light of all that has taken place. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight for the salvation of the irreligious and for the religious, even in my own family, including my own wife, Marika White. I pray that uh, by your grace, Lord, you would uh, work mightily in her heart, help her to lay aside her pride and her stubbornness and her rebelliousness and foolishness. And I do pray that she will come to know you as Savior by believing in you, denouncing other things in the past that was nothing but religious activity. I had to do the same by your grace, and I have other family members who, knew, who need to do the same as well. They're religious but lost, and Lord, I pray that you would not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. And Lord, we pray for other families that have religious family members but lost family members in this country and around the globe and of course we pray for those who are irreligious have your holy spirit not to give them rest until they come to know your savior 
let your will be done. And now, Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ at the same time. Lord, for the devil has been busy many years, and he is still busy now, especially on a day like today. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of America White's life and out of the lives of other people in my family who have the same problems, out of the lives of people who have these uh, uh, sad problems in their families and churches across the country and around the globe. Some do not recognize them. Some uh, don't know they have them. So open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and uh, help them to not run away from a difficult situation but to deal with it and to pray about it. And so Holy Father God, I pray Lord tonight that you will bless and protect our family, our family extended and all of your people and all other people from ourselves, our flesh and the devil and from the demons of hell tonight and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and sentinels and protect us, Lord, and cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. Throughout the remainder of this night, Lord, help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, and to pray without ceasing. And Lord, help us to be a witness for you at every time that we have the opportunity. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord, I have the high honor <coughs> and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure of reading, thus saith the Lord, pardon me, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Today at Proverbs chapter 14, verses 31 to 35. He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. Wisdom resteth in the heart of him that hath understanding. But that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Righteousness exalteth a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. 
The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causeth shame. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Lord, have it to find a lodging place in our hearts in a very real sense. Help us to meditate on it. Help us to remember it. Help us to apply it to our lives and to teach it to others in a discipleship way and to preach your holy gospel so that others may come to know your Savior before it is eternally too late. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic work and book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast. This is episode number 595. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, chose for our devotional reading today Psalm 104, verse 16. The trees of the Lord are full of sap. The cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted. Without sap, the tree cannot flourish or even exist. Vitality is essential to a Christian. There must be life, a vital principle infused into us by God, the Holy Ghost. Or we cannot be trees of the Lord. The mere name of being a Christian is but a dead thing. Please remember that, people. Anybody can call themselves a Christian, but that does not mean that you are alive in the Lord. That does not mean you have been born again, that you have been saved. We must be filled with the spirit of divine life. This life is mysterious. We do not understand the circulation of the sap, by what force it rises and by what power it descends again. So the life within us is a sacred mystery. Regeneration is wrought by the Holy Ghost entering into man and becoming man's life, his sap, if you will, And this divine life in a believer afterwards feeds upon the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ and is thus sustained by divine food. But whence it cometh and whither it goeth, who shall explain to us? And you have oftentimes heard me tell 
God, Lord, I don't know how you do it. The salvation thing, I don't know how you do it. But whatever you do, please do it for this person as you did it for me. What a, and that's basically what Spurgeon is saying here today. What a secret thing the sap is. The roots go searching through the soil with their little spongiolus. But we cannot see them suck out the various gases or transmute the mineral into the vegetable. This work is done down in the dark. Our root is Jesus Christ. And uh, our life is hid in him. This is the secret of the Lord. The radix of the Christian life is as secret as the life itself. How permanently active is the sap in the cedar? In the Christian, the divine life is always full of energy. Not always in fruit-bearing, but in inward operations. The believer's graces are not every one of them in constant motion, but his life never ceases to palpitate within. He is not always working for God, but his heart is always living upon him. As the sap manifests <coughs> itself in producing the foliage and fruit of the tree, so with a truly healthy Christian, his grace is eternally manifested in his walk and conversation. If you talk with him, he cannot help speaking about Jesus. If you notice his actions, you will see that he has been with Jesus. He has so much sap within that it must fill his conduct and conversation with life. Shall we pray? <clears throat> Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for this marvelous devotional that reminds us of the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of salvation, and how that our roots, roots are deep in Christ and that a lot of it is still a mystery even to those of us who are saved. So we pray in faith and we pray in hope for the salvation of others who have not experienced this grace, this salvation. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, we move over now to the family segment. As you know, we spend three days in each segment where God speaks to family members. God is very concerned about family members doing what he has commanded them to do. Because if that does not happen, the family is going to at least be warped out of shape 
or destroyed. Today God is still speaking to fathers and mothers, parents, in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, but especially fathers, because fathers will be held accountable which way the family goes. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The nurture and admonition of the Lord. <clears throat> By the grace of God, I've had the privilege of raising all of my children and I do count it a privilege and a pleasure and a blessing. That period of my life uh, was the greatest part of my life uh, connected to, first of, first of all, being saved and called by God to preach. I say connected to because my children played a huge role in my ministry. All of them served the Lord in our ministry and uh, they still support the ministry today and they support the business that supports the ministry as well. And I thank the Lord for that. So that journey has been magnificent for me. It was not so much for my wife, Marika White, because she refused to obey God in submitting to her husband and loving and caring for her children. And uh, so she's suffering the consequences and has suffered the consequences even to this day. And that is not said for her. She's right here with me. It's said for you that you don't make that mistake. Don't do that. Those years, my beloved, if God blesses you to be a husband and a father, a wife and a mother, those are the most precious years of your life. Don't you ever forget that. Not before, not afterwards, but those prime years. <clears throat> you heard the other night how the Congress wanted to be in prime time. Prime time is very valuable time. That's where most people are going to be home and watching and on the television sets and so forth. Well, the prime time in your life is when you get married and you have children. If God has ordained for you to be single, then that's your prime time years. As long as you don't sin against God and, 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 and you're not committing fornication and homosexuality and lesbianism and all of that foolishness. You might as well get married and, uh, to the opposite sex. You're going to be doing all that. But if God blesses you, blesses you to put you in a family, to be a husband and father, a wife and mother, and you have children together. Those are prime time years, my beloved. 
And uh, my wife and I had seven together. By the grace of God, and, God, and I, by the grace of God, raised them pretty much by myself. And she just helped with the dirty work. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I wouldn't trade the fact that God led me to raise them up in the Lord, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, what does that mean? Let me just bring this up to you right quick. Your children are not born into this world just for you to adore and to pet and to uh, spoil and to look at and to laugh at and laugh with and all that. Uh, that's the American way. That's the devilish, demonic, stupid American way. God gives you children to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and that is to serve Him as you serve Him. You will never know what's in your children unless you put them to work for the Lord and uh, to work for the family business that supports the Lord's work. And those are two things that every Christian family can do. You don't have to be a preacher. And you must teach your children and you will never be able to really nurture them and uh, uh, admonish them properly if you don't do that because you're not going to see what's in them and what, what, what they're made of. You're not going to see uh, how they react to pressure and problems and troubles and tribulations. They must be engaged as soon as possible. They must be involved. That's the only way you got to baptize them in the ministry. You have to baptize them uh, in a business that supports the ministry. They must learn how to serve and give oftentimes without getting anything in return, humanly speaking, but the peace, the pleasure, and the joy of serving Almighty God. Because if they can handle that pressure cooker situation, then the lighter pressure cooker of life, uh, they'll be able to handle that uh, with ease. None of my children have, listen to me carefully, none of my children have had to come back home. None of my children have had to ask me for a dime to make it in life. They, they, got, they knew how to work, they knew how to handle pressure, and, and I do believe that the coronavirus plague and the isolation of that has impacted some of them, uh, as it has many, many young people. But they, they have done better than most because of how I raised them. Uh, in that pressure cooker of the ministry and business and family life and then without a mother's love and, and without a good example of a wife and woman in the household. And, and so they have been able to thrive on their own and that's, how, that's what you want. Where they, they, it's kind of like coming out of marine boot camp 
If you can handle the Marine boot camp back in the day, they can't do it today. Where the people will call you everything but a child of God and even hit you. And <clears throat> I was talking with a Marine friend the other day. And, uh, and he said, no, you can't express no, uh, no, any kind of anger to any, towards anybody in the Marine. They would, they would do some bad things to you, bad things. And he's a Christian. He's one of the greatest men I know. I mean, he's out and out Christian, and, uh, and he, he's a former Marine, uh, but one of the most godly, loving men I know. And uh, he loves Jesus, and but he's tough as nails. And, uh, and because of that Marine upbringing, and he said, "But no," he said. Uh, <laughs> Anybody who has an anger issue, uh, anything like that, that won't that won't work. <laughs> he said that won't work. No, uh, I won't. That won't work in the Marines. See, I mean, it may you might be able to get a little bit, get away with a little bit of that today, because they can't hit you now. But they used to hit you and beat you up and everything else in the Marines. You do anything like that, your behind was in trouble. But anyway, uh, that's how I raised my children. It was not as tight as a Marine situation. But, uh, uh, you know, when, when once they leave my house, they can handle anything. They, they can handle life real easily. And, and, uh, and, and they'd be shocked at other people's children, their people their age, uh, how they're carrying on and like they can't take anything and all of that. But uh, you need to engage your children. Your children are not there to sit down like little porcelain dolls. What, what is that? And they sit on their behinds and on the phone cussing you out on the phone with their friends and sitting in the den watching stupid stuff on television all day long. That's the, that's the dumb American way of life. That's not the godly Christian way of life. The family is very. The family family ought to be very active. You'll never find out what's really in your children if you don't see them. If you don't put them to work, on like in a job situation. If you don't put them to, uh, put them in school at home, and if you don't put them in ministry work. Now, because it's all gonna come out with those three things right there, my friend. You're gonna really find out. You're gonna know what your children are made of and what they can take and what they can't take. And you're going to, you're going to find out who are the true blue saved people too. So do that uh, with your children so that you can see, understand what I'm saying to you, so that you can uh, nurture them and admonish them. If you don't if they're not tested, you can't really nurture them and admonish them. You understand that? They got to be tested. They like everybody else. God tests us, and He finds out what He's a, He's our heavenly Father. He finds out what is in us. Now He knows what's in us, but He wants you to see it too. So engage your children. Don't let your children sit around the house and do nothing. They got to work. They got to get it. Ministry work. 
church work in the house every day. Teach them. You serve the Lord every day here. Not, not just on church on Sunday, Sundays. Now reward them with some pizza and some pasta and some popcorn on Wednesday night. Give them something to look forward to. Always have a great meal prepared uh, and designed for Sunday evening. Okay? But have devotions every morning. Teach them how to pray throughout the day. Teach them how to give. My daughter Dan is probably a millionaire now because she learned how to give and we didn't have anything. We tithed from a dollar. We were tithed from two dollars. Then we tithed from five dollars. If ten dollars came in, we tithed a dollar and I think fifty cents, something like that. Tithing and giving. We gave 15%. At one time we were given 20%. And uh, we backed back down to 15%. <laughs> and God has blessed our life tremendously. And my children are benefiting from it. My other children are benefiting from it. And by the grace of God, a family that lived by faith, that means that I did not work a job while my, I was raising my seven children. Dedicated myself to the ministry. By faith, and we live by faith, uh, for our family to land as good as it has landed, even after a plague, is a miracle of God, and I give God the glory. But you want children, and now here's what my children do. They're more concerned about making sure I'm taken care of. They don't, they don't ask me for anything. They, they, they've never asked me for anything since they've been gone and so forth. Uh, but they have always sent back money to uh, me and to the ministry here. And they're, and, and they're concerned. To make, they want to make sure that I'm taken care of. Now, I, I didn't tell them to do that. God put it in their hearts. And that's very special when, they, when God tells your children to do that. All right, let's pray for other people, other families, and other people in other situations. And let's close as I have already preached the gospel. I hope that you got saved today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of all families, and help, Lord, uh, those families, once they get saved, to read your holy word regarding how you want the family to go. And then, Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would revive those families uh, that are saved and lead God and direct them to Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 as well. Uh, to read it and to obey it. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, and the comfort of the grieving and mourning. Draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray, Lord, for all people who are in the ministry of government. From the President, we do pray for his healing, and on down to... Um, all police officers and sheriffs and constables. We thank you, Lord, for all of the good ones. We pray that you would remove the bad ones. We pray that you would save those who are lost.
revive those who are saved, and uh, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of everybody who has that problem in uh, the ministry of government. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Have mercy and grace upon us all, and forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of disobedience to the great commandment and to the great commission. Lord, have all of us to believe your holy word, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And uh, Holy Father God, help us to pray without ceasing. And Holy Father God, we also pray uh, that you will help us all to humble ourselves as Christians and believers, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And uh, Holy Father God, we also pray uh, Lord, that you would protect all of your people uh, who are being killed and persecuted in Nigeria, in this country, and other countries around the world. And Holy Father God, we do pray not only for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague as even mainstream news is picking up uh, that is getting worse. The World Health Organization is planning on making the monkeypox uh, plague. Uh, they plan on making an announcement of how that... Uh, it is an emergency situation. And Holy Father God, uh, help your people to confess their sins and repent and turn from their wicked ways and get back to you, their first love. And Lord, we pray uh, today uh, not only for the millions but for a few as we pray for the family and friends of California resident Kevin Andrew Bryant. Kevin Andrew Bryant. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Max Beatty. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Angela Garrett. We pray for the family and friends of Albania resident Angelo Guama. And we pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Doyce Hughes. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all prayer requests that have come in down through the years. And not only the few before us tonight. We pray, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of the people who have ever sent in prayer requests, including these tonight, 
We pray that you would protect them all from the, those things and, and bless them with the blessings and protect them all rather from the coronavirus plague and all other uh, plagues and uh, diseases. But bless them with your spiritual family life, uh, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. And bless these people that we're going to pray for in the same way as well as we pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. And we join him in thanking you for the wonderful Sunday service. Thank you for the souls that were saved and people healed and delivered. Please save and comfort the families of Tabitha, Okiti, and Pastor Donald's father. Please supply for the children's school fees as they return to school. Thank you for Melanie's successful surgeries. Please provide her with contact lenses. Thank you for blessing the women's seminar. Please bless them as they fast and pray for an end to the coronavirus plague and economic hardships. And uh, we pray for revival around the world. And Lord, we pray for Naeem. Please be with all Pakistani Christians during this hard time and help all Pakistani Christians to keep the faith. Bless Naeem's ministry and family and efforts. Provide food for his family and for the people and their families who he is caring for. Protect Pakistan from the coronavirus plague. We pray for Phil. Please restore his hearing and memory. Heal him of all body pain, bad blood pressure, and bad posture. Give excellent health and long life to Lorraine Chavez. Remove all debt from her and have her house, car, and appliances to last long and become newer each day. Give excellent health and long life to his uncle, Steve, Chacon, and all others. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel uh, from this pulpit around the world. We pray, Lord, for the thousands who have gotten saved. And we pray for a few by name. We pray for Eduardo, Yanitono, Linda, Aiden, and Faith. Help them to all grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray, Lord, for the people also who have recommitted their lives to Christ through the preaching of your word. We pray for Debbie, Isaiah, Momota, Eric, and Yusuf. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Help us all to walk by faith and not by sight. And help us to show the evidence of that faith by praying to you without ceasing. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ, 
God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. 
Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I do, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 uh, and this is what the book title is based on I am the door Jesus Christ said by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture ladies and gentlemen until next time may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer.